Hey everybody, welcome back to the Willow Tree Online, episode 26. This episode is a part two of an episode that we did a while back called Mom Talk, which was a Q&A episode basically with Christina. Mm-hmm. I am not a mom, so it's not with me, it is with <laughs> Christina. And answering questions that she's gotten from her mom friends and um, just kind of lessons learned in these first couple of years as a mom. And so we're going to be talking about that today. I'm Steven, by the way. I'm joined by Christina. The the highlight, the feature of this episode. It's a lot my, of pressure. My lovely bride. Yes. This yes, is, is I posted a QA box on Instagram. That's what I mean. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there, it's actually your questions. It's, it's literally your questions. Your questions. We just didn't get to all of them last time. So this is a very delayed fulfilled promise to finish up with a part two. Delayed part two. Of your questions. Perfect. And we're yep. still not going to get to all of them, but we're going to yeah, do our best. Probably not. We'll do our best today. Um, this will mostly be me um, talking to Christina and asking her, interviewing her and doing all that. So I'll take kind of a backseat on this one. But um, yeah, but we're going to start off like we always do with our three highlights of the day. So let's jump right in. Uh, Christina, what were your three highlights for today? All right. First one was we went to the Nashville Public Library for the first time. Actually, we'd never been. And it was so fun with Beckett. This was he's entering his book era where like we're sure he's not going to rip the pages or try to eat it. So it's actually fun and it's okay to check books out. So when he he's checked actually out interested books. in it. He's yeah. interested in it for the content rather than the flavor. <laughs> And the ASMR sound <laughs> and, of the ripping yes, pages. And the, and the texture. Um, yeah, so he checked out four books and he's just been super into them. So today we had many reading sessions actually together. Um, so that was one. Another one was I got to talk with my sister. I've just gotten to talk with her a bit more lately. And then my third highlight was just my client call. I have client calls usually a few times a week and... I just genuinely enjoy getting to talk with people and I always feel really like honored that people entrust part of their story and their journey with me. So that was really lovely. I love that. What about you? What about me? What about Bob? I, uh, this morning went outside and our neighbor had their, their dog out and then they are, um, watching uh, their sister's dog, dog in law, dog in law. Yeah. Uh, who's this, like, what is he like a French? No, he's not a bulldog. All we have to say for people to understand the kind of dog is say his name is Frank. His name is Frank. There he's you a go. small squatty little dog. <laughs> and, uh, he's just the best. So funny. He's and an icon. So, yeah. He is an icon. He is iconic. <laughs> and Oakley lost his mind. Uh, seeing Frank was out there and Beckett lost his mind seeing that our neighbor was out there who he really loves uh, <laughs> to go see our neighbor. <laughs> and so both of them were on the deck like, ah, you know, they're out there. So we, we went down and uh, Oakley got more exercise in those 10 minutes than he's gotten in a month because he was just sprinting and running up and down. And somehow this like pint-sized dog was keeping up with him the whole time. It was great. Um, but just that whole scenario was really, really fun. Um, just playing around outside. It was like actually pretty comfortable outside. It was nice and warm. Uh, well, not warm, but it was it was nice. So um, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a coffee shop day. So I worked at a coffee shop and Beckett um, was very excited when I got home. And that's been really fun. He's gotten more and more excited as the months have gone on. You know, when I leave, leaving has been easier. You know, He doesn't get excited when you leave. Yeah, he doesn't get excited when I leave. But it used to be a little hard. And now he knows like, oh, okay, daddy's going to the coffee shop. Yeah. But when I get home, it's like an event. And it's so fun. And then, um, yeah, and then we had homemade sushi for dinner. Homemade vegan sushi with tofu and all that stuff. And it's just so good. We've added that into the rotation. And it is, uh, it's really satisfying. <laughs> it's really yummy. So, and really enjoyed that today. Those are my highlights. Um, we encourage you as always to stop and think through your highlights, or if you're beginning your day right now, then to do this practice around dinner time or right after dinner time or before you go to bed, just think through your day and what you're 
I'm thankful for what your highlights were. And now on to the core content of Mom Talk Q and A. Um, let's just dive right Ooh, in. We, we, we've got we've got questions. So this is, um, you know, well, first of all, if you know me, you know I need to always do a little disclaimer, and it makes me nervous to like answer questions. And I'm not sure exactly why, but I think like in the mom sphere, you know, there's just a lot of like, oh, I do it this way and it's the right way. Sometimes you get that vibe. And I just want to put it out there. My way is not the right way because there is no right way when it comes to raising your, well, okay. I mean, like you shouldn't do certain things for sure. There's a definite wrong way. Yeah, there's a definite wrong way. Okay. You know what? My way is the right way. Listen up people. No, (laughs) Um, but I do just want to say like. Um, I'm going to tell you my story and how I approach these things. And honestly, if you asked me in a year, it might be different. Um, but I just want to recognize that every child is different and every mother's journey is different. Um, and I hope you feel respected and also just some solidarity too, as you listen to me answer these questions. The first one I will say, so I don't know, um, the order Stephen's going to ask these questions and I peeked over them. But the first one I put as the first because I got so many questions in the same vein, sort of the same sentence with in a different way, you know? Oh yeah. We're diving right in. So it's funny when you said disclaimer though, just yeah. to embrace my rabbit trail brain, please. Usually if like we're giving medical advice, it's like, yeah. Hey, like we're not doctors. Like this is medical advice. Go see a doctor. And I feel like the same version of this would be like, Hey, I'm not actually a mom. I'm just <laughs> just disclaimer. This is just my opinion. I'm not That's a mom. Not... I just follow a bunch of moms on YouTube and Instagram, it's so not, I know what I'm talking about. It's not that kind of disclaimer. She is a mom, I swear. I am a mother. Uh, yes, let's dive in. I, I think this is a great one to start off with. Right. Like you said, there's a lot um, There's a lot to cover kind of within this. And a lot of people, it's a, it's a very common thing that most um, parents, not just moms, but parents are dealing with. So... Um, it's what do you do when you feel overwhelmed by meltdowns and kind of bundled in with that is how do you reset your nervous system? If you're feeling burnt out and on edge, how do you regulate your own emotions while you're trying to teach your children? How do you regulate theirs? And especially during tantrums or meltdowns when you're also triggered. So it's that, it's that we all know it. If we're parent, if Mm -hmm. you're a parent, you know it. Um, that feeling of just like, I can't handle this. And then it gets even, it ramps up even more. Mm. And in that moment, you're supposed to be the calm, grounded parent, (laughs) you know, let them borrow your peace and calm. And you're like, I don't have any left. (laughs) How does this supposed to work? Um, so Christina, yeah, solve our problems. Help us. Let me please. I'm just kidding. Um, Well, a few thoughts on this, first of all. One, just a very practical thing that I do in the moment often is I start like singing or humming. And I think more than for him, it calms me down. And I think that's the most important first thing is like, what's going to, what do you need in that moment? Um, Put your oxygen mask on. Yeah. So I have like a certain, there's a certain hymn that always comes to mind that I start singing and it's really helpful for me. There's like science behind that, right? Like singing and humming is like helpful to calm your nervous Mm -hmm. system too. Yeah. It stimulates your vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And like, usually if you're having to sing or you're humming, you're, you're more conscious of your breathing, like your Mm -hmm. breathing slows a little bit. Um, and that can calm you down too. Yeah. So that singing in the moment is truly so helpful for me. Um, And then another thing is just getting onto his level. It's easy if like you're feeling overwhelmed and you're busy doing something in the kitchen and it's like, oh, my child is having a moment. It's so much easier to feel overwhelmed than when you actually like kneel down to their level. And I find that. Yeah, you're talking like physically get on their level. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) get on their level. Just start screaming. Um, Yeah, like get on their level and look them in the eye and it. For me, it really diffuses things when I actually see his little face and how distressed he is. And it's just a reminder of like, oh, you're just a little guy feeling a big emotion. And 
if I can like touch his body, it really grounds me. And I think for a lot of kids, it grounds them as well. Mm -hmm. That's helpful for both of us. Um, so getting on his level, um, and then also just like, so that's like in the moment, but then kind of surrounding that, I think if, if they're going through a phase where there's a lot of that, I find that more connection equals less meltdowns. Mm -hmm. The more you can connect with your child, the less meltdowns, it seems that there's kind of a a math situation well, there. And like what you just said about getting on their level, like that was the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, it's your, your, entering their world and you're yeah. connecting with them and you're and you are um because that's what there's a instagram account we both follow dr becky at good inside mm -hmm. and she says that like a tantrum like your child is not giving you a hard time they are having a hard time mm -hmm. in yeah. that moment so it's having that empathy and yeah connecting with them yeah like so in that moment connection but then also right. like have I read with him today? Have we had time where I just sat and played with him? Even if it's just five minutes, like I think that connection is really important. And then after the fact too, for me, um, it usually, if I'm having a lot of trouble staying regulated, it's a good sign to me that my perspective is a little off. And if I can remember, kind of take a bird's eye view, and this sounds like so cliche, but remember what a blessing it is to have a child and to get to do this season of life that's not going to be forever. And one day we'll look back and we might even miss, you know, the chaos of these. Well, we'll definitely miss it. But yeah, it's a, it's kind of a perspective shift. And then just the last practical thing was I, if I'm feeling really dysregulated, I like at the end of the day will journal um, journaling is really helpful for me in a specific practice that you can use this in a lot of different ways, but I use this with my clients. Like you're at point A. So what are you feeling? Like I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling irritable, whatever that is. And then point B, I want to feel, I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel connected. I want to feel joyful, whatever. And then what, what's the car that's going to get you from point E to point B? So what do you need? It's like, you know what? I need some time with a friend this week, or I need like looking at what's going to help me move into the direction that I want to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That, that practice is like, I do that quite often in a lot of areas of life. Like, so yeah, that's my answer. That was very long. The rest long. That was just kind of like yeah, a big question. It's a really involved question. And it's uh, like, like we said, it was one that we got in a number of different forms so mm -hmm. yeah it's important to to cover a lot of but um yeah i i love all of that it really resonates with me as a dad um you know same same kind of same kind of deal so um yeah i love that and i've seen it in action as well you know like you getting on this level you having your own um your own time to go and you know de-stress and all that mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff um cool um thoughts on oh and if you have questions about any of this like as christina is talking you know jot down your questions and you know feel free to follow up that's um, a good idea because yeah. we'll keep doing these yeah we do a dad q a Ooh, i didn't think about that dad q a mm -hmm. that'd be fun um okay thoughts about how to split up work responsibilities or i'm sorry work or responsibilities between uh, mom and dad. Okay. Um, obviously, this is like different based on if the mom. Very dependent on the situation. Yeah. I know actually who this question came from, and it was um, two like full time working parents, I think. Um, so for us, I think one of the biggest things that can kind of be anyone, any like, lifestyle is it's important to have um our daily rhythms where it's like okay steven is with beckett at this time and then steven gets alone time at this time steven does the dishes i'm the one who cooks dinner um i usually 
do the laundry. Stephen folds it and puts it away. We have those rhythms in our household for sure. Um, so I think it's important to have daily rhythms, but then also um, the most important thing is to have flexibility within the responsibilities. And that's kind of how I wanted to answer this because I think that like our emotional, mental, and physical needs will change every day. And so there are some days where like I take on more of the household responsibilities than other days based on if Steven's feeling a little burned out mentally or physically or vice versa. So I'm not really going to like answer the question like other than that, because I just feel like that's the most input that I have um, because everyone's situations differently. But I think if we can all like sit down with our spouse and communicate what can be, what are the daily rhythms that feel good for us? And then after that, keep grace in the ingredient pot of, Hey, today I actually need you to do the dishes and do bath time and put, you know, or put the laundry away because yep. I'm needing to lay down. Um, I just think that communication is the biggest part of that. That's Absolutely. maybe not the best answer to that question, but that's what I would say. No, but it does depend on the certain situation, you know, and and diff- figuring out, yeah, like bo- both partners need to figure out like, okay, what do I need mm-hmm. every day to be okay? You know, like what's going to produce health? What rhythms are going to produce health for me? And, you know, for, um, for, like for us, that looks like, you know, Christina's up with Beckett during the night. And so when he wakes up in the morning, I take over in the morning. So I've got him all morning until it's time for me to start my work day. So Christina gets a nap. She gets her, her, um, her workout in like all she has her, what she needs for self-care. Like mm-hmm. I always, it, it always comes back to me with like good old fashioned self-care. Like, mm-hmm. what do you need? to care for yourself. Is that an hour and a bath? You know, is that a walk? Is that a, you know, for me, that looks like going on a hike on the weekends a Mm -hmm. lot of times, you know, and I need that time alone out in nature to just like let stuff drain out of me. And I come back so refreshed, Um, but it takes me spending that time to figure out, okay, what do I need to be to show up as my best self and then communicating that to Christina, like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I, I need some alone time. Like that's what I'm needing um, this week or today or whatever. And then when I can communicate that we can make a plan, mm-hmm. we can figure it out. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's so good. It's kind of, we talked about in the last episode or two episodes ago too, when it comes to like relationships and like, that's one of the ways to like love your spouse is like being aware. Like this weekend I said to Steven, Hey, I can tell it's been a rough week for you. So on Sunday, when we get home, I, if you want to, I would love for you to go for a hike and then just have the whole afternoon. You can go walk around REI, you can go get a coffee, just be home by six and then I'll have a quiet time. And you were like, "Ah, yeah, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you're when you're dividing up responsibility or work or whatever, it's important to to really be mindful of the other person day to day and how that yeah. needs to shift. Yeah. But yeah. And, and also like be honest with yourself if it's like, well, I need, you know, I need a uh, time with my, um, I'm acting like a, yeah, a guy right where are you now. Going? It's, it's like, well, I need, you know, I need to be able to play like poker night or go out to a bar with my friends every night like okay that's not realistic you know and you need to be diligent in in determining okay i i did i said i needed this i went and i did it did it restore me Mm -hmm. did it do what it needed to do for my family for my spouse my partner for me you know and if it if it's not then like okay then you got to do something else. You got to figure it out, but it doesn't, you know, I could, I can, I can hear people playing devil's advocate where it's like, well, what if, you know, my partner's like, well, I need, you know, three hours to myself every whatever, you know? And it's like, yeah, yeah, that there needs to be some, some, uh, what are those, those in bowling, the guidelines, bumpers, (laughs) Bumpers. you need some bumpers on it. You know, you need some, you need some guidelines there. 
I do. Okay, one last thought on this. It's important too for us to, when you're dividing work responsibilities around the house and with kids or whatever, margin. Like, don't forget to leave in transition times. Like, so for instance, when Steven's done working, it's not like, okay, now you take Beckett, I'm going to go have a quiet time. It's like, nope, now Steven needs 15 minute transition time, you know, between then where he's like, he just whatever he needs to do, <laughs> meditates or reads a little, and then he moves into the next thing. I don't know. I was just thinking like, that's a huge part of all of this. Like, don't schedule your responsibilities. Make sure without scheduling in like yeah. hey let's like where do i have the margin between mm-hmm. between things does that make sense yeah absolutely <laughs> and for your child too you know like yeah. that struggles if it's like all right six o'clock like get in there with dad and mom's gone he's like what just happened yeah you know, usually there's that 15 minute like we're I'll all come together out, we're all together i'm i'm making that shift from work mode you know into like okay now i'm on now I'm on dad duty and, um, yeah, absolutely. Build in the, build in the margins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next, uh, next question, which is, um, somebody said, I personally struggle with routine as a mom and rhythms in the home. It feels chaotic so often. So how do we create a soft structure of intentional, uh, of intentionality every day? Okay. You're talking to the rhythm queen. Just kidding. To a fault, though. I really do love structure and I love rhythm. Um, And I know that doesn't come easy for everyone. And there's definitely been seasons, though, where I have felt like there's not routine and rhythm. And I've noticed that that's so, that's like really hard for me. And I think it's hard for Beckett, too. So I think my answer to that would be when you're creating rhythm and routine. I think it's important to have like a very loose rhythm in your day. So me and Beckett have certain times where there's structure and he can count on that. And I think that's really good for him too. He knows that once once he's with me in the morning, we go for a walk. And then after the walk, we do this and then we go down for a nap. So we have our rhythm for sure. But then there are times in the day, like for us, it's like from three to six, that's unstructured time and we can do whatever we want. And that's play or errands or be with friends. Um, and I think that's, that's what works well for us. So is like having rhythms, but holding them really loosely. And I think rhythms are really just like kind of checkpoints for you and your children. It's they're kind of grounding. It's a time where you're like, okay, maybe everything has felt chaotic, but oh, we're around the dinner table. We're lighting the candle. You're like putting your fork in the ground or, okay, the morning was hectic, but yep, now we're back in the stroller and we're going for a walk. It's something we can count on. And so that's that's how I would um, like start approaching it. And if you're like, I have, I don't have any rhythms or routines, I would just encourage you to start with one and see, ask yourself like, what would be something really life-giving um, for me and for my child? Maybe it's a r- rhythm of, um, you know, we choose one book every day after his nap when he wakes up or something like that. Or is there a time of day where it's like, okay, time to put the music on. Or I know um, a lady who does tea time every day with her children and they're at a certain time of day, it's tea time and everyone gets their tea and a cookie or a treat. And then they all sit for 15 minutes and read books. So think of something that would be like enjoyable and fun and maybe add a little whimsy and start there. Yeah, and make it something so easy Yeah, that there's no, it will never feel like too much, you know, like start with something absurdly small, Mm -hmm. you know, like like picking out a book, like just Mm -hmm. pick a book Mm -hmm. and read a page Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's, that's it. If you've, if you've done that, then you've succeeded for the day, you know, and just get like, make it so, so easy because if you don't have anything a lot of times we jump and if if anybody else is like me I tend to overthink everything and I start I start optimizing 
I start thinking like, oh, it's the best thing that I can do before I even have anything in place. And when it comes to habits or rhythms, we have to have something in place to build off of. And getting that in place can be really hard. So if you have no habits or structure or anything, having one very, very small thing um, as a as a base, you know, is more important than like, it might not feel like a lot, but it's a lot like to get that, to get that foundation. And then you can build on that later once you have something established. Um, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, just, we're just going to do a few more. Let's kind of like get, I want to answer as many as we can. So let's try to like, I'll try to rush through these a little more. Sure. Yeah. Um, your breastfeeding formula feeding journey so many new moms get formula pushed on them from their hospital or pediatrician, and it's such a vulnerable time that um, it's hard to know what to do. So I guess the question is, what was your breastfeeding formula feeding journey? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I don't know why this is hard to answer, but when we first had Beckett, it was like he was my first, of course, and Right away, they told me, like, I wasn't making enough milk and we needed to supp supplement with formula right away. And looking back, I have big feelings about that because it's, I think it's kind of ironic that your body grows this baby perfectly for nine months and then you birth them and then you're told your body's not doing what it should do to help them thrive. Like, I think that sometimes there's some faults in that you know it's like okay my bought my baby my body's gonna do what my baby needs and it takes time for your milk to come in and it takes a few days and looking back I'm not sure if we actually needed to supplement back it with formula um but we did he had lost what they considered to be too much weight within the first 24 hours and so they had us like supplementing with formula and he was really sleepy he slept like what was it like 22 hours a day for the first like week and they so he wasn't eating and so they wanted us to syringe feed him um it was just like kind of chaotic and I'm not saying any of that was like wrong but I think looking back I would do it differently um but that was kind of the start of our journey and then once my milk came in breastfeeding wasn't like a huge problem for me. Um, I would say it went all pretty smoothly. We did have to hire a lactation consultant at one point within those first couple days. But again, I don't know if that was even necessary. And she put us on, it was so aggressive. It was you very know? That aggressive. was the thing. All of this, all the recommendation felt very, like, very aggressive. And yeah. It was just like, it, it was it very was, stressful. It was so stressful. Yeah. Um, and it, and it I think we've agreed, like looking back, it did not need to be that yeah. stressful. That was counterproductive yeah. uh, for those first few days. And she was like, I was on this pumpy schedule because she's like trying to get my milk to come in faster. And it's very normal for your milk to not come in right away. I mean, that's that's actually how it goes. Like your milk doesn't come in right away. Um, and so, yeah, I was on this rigorous pumping schedule like through the night and it was really exhausting. So... Then things kind of evened out and everything was going well. And it was still, I was pumping and breastfeeding like 24 seven. Um, and then one of my friends suggested that I get a hand pump and that changed my life. So if you're a nursing mama, like I was so tired of plugging in that, um, that pump and like washing all the pieces. So I started using a hand pump, which I can link below, and that became my best friend. Ask Stephen, our life got so much easier. So I could like pump in the car or on the go. And that was always just to like keep a little extra stash. Um, we I we did bottles sometimes. Like Stephen would give him a bottle sometimes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's like hard to even remember. Um, but then after he hit one year. I, we just fully, we did like, I stopped pumping. We didn't do any more bottles. I was just kind of done with all of the equipment. <laughs> and so I think at a year we went to just um, breastfeeding and he's two years and two months right now and he is still breastfeeding. So I, 
it's not his primary source of nourishment at all, but he does still nurse to sleep at night. And when he wakes up, he'll nurse and he nurses before his nap. And that's something I've like felt like, should I wean? I think a lot of moms feel that it's kind of like weaning and sleeping. I feel like are like the big things that can be like trying to figure out what to do with your baby. But for me, it's just felt like this is still working for our family and for Beckett and for me. Like we love it and it's a source of comfort. And I think it really helps him regulate. Um, and it's like a form of connection for him. And I don't, I don't feel like I want to rush through that. So we're still nursing and I don't have plans of weaning him. I know there's, it's coined as the term, like, um, I think it's self-weaning. Like I'm in the let Beckett self-wean when he's like ready, unless something changes, of course. Um, but that's our plan right now. And I know that's kind of alternative, <laughs> but I know that that's the thing. So maybe you're a mom who has a two-year-old nursing and you need to hear another mom say, my baby's still nursing too. And it's great. Yeah. And lots of moms can't nurse and they would do anything to be able to keep nursing. So I mostly just want to like stay grateful, grateful for it because man, I know I'm going to miss those days, you know? Yeah. So, and it's, I mean, mama's breast milk is the, uh, the best Mm -hmm. most potent, nutritious <laughs> thing that he can when he, have. When he went to the doctor, because he had like a cut, the nurse, I said like, well, could I just put breast milk on it? And she's like, looked at me kind of funny. Like, you still have that? And I'm like, yeah, I could, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, I had one follow-up question on that. Ooh, um, follow-up. <clears throat> you said that um, based on those first few days that you would do it things differently. How would you do things differently? Like what would that, what oh, does that mean? That's a great question. I have a lot more confidence now than I did in those first days. I was scared and I felt like we had to do what they told us to do. And now I don't feel that way. <laughs> I think now I would say, well, if he's not, um, it's okay with me that he hasn't gained the proper amount of weight. We'll come back in three days and we'll check then rather than like, you have to be here in 12 hours. And if he hasn't gained weight, then you have to supplement him with formula. And I was like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll do it. You know, I just, I was very like compliant, which I know you should be with doctors, but I didn't let my intuition lead at all. I really shrunk back from that. And I didn't take a moment to just sit with like, no, Christina, you are his mother. Your body birthed him. What do you think is right? And I would give it more time to see if it all worked out. I was feeling like urgent. And in sometimes it is, but it wasn't for Beckett. Like he wasn't a premature baby. He didn't need to gain weight. It was okay that he lost the, a little. I think that's the thing. Like it's it's all it's positioned all kind of as urgent where it's yeah. like he's you know, he's yellow, you know, and so he's got whatever jaundice. jaundice, you know, and so you have to we have to do this. And it's like, no, literally every baby is jaundiced for a little bit after. Like there's there's a lot where if it's your first time and for us at least like we didn't know what we were doing until we kind of bought into yeah the the urgency yeah. and the stress and the like okay i guess we have to do all this stuff and yeah the feeding schedule was insane for those first couple of weeks it was like it was we were just completely delirious yeah. and looking back it's like I don't think that was necessary, you yeah. know. And probably the stress made me not produce even as much as I could have. I don't know. There, yeah. It was just, you kind of think like whatever they say goes when it comes to like medical stuff sometimes. And that's not true. Like the doctor is not actually going to come to your house and knock on your door and weigh your baby. You know, like you do have some autonomy as a parent yeah. of these little ones. And that's a huge responsibility. Yeah. But it's also like a blessing and a gift. Yeah. So that's what I would do differently. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, last couple of questions here. Right. Best piece of marriage advice. We just did a whole episode on uh, yeah on uh, marriage advice and relationships. As a mom, 
Um, I would say when it comes to mothering, the best piece of marriage advice is compassion and just remembering what might my spouse be feeling right now? Because as a mom, sometimes you can feel like, okay, like I've been with the child all day or I've done the dishes three nights in a row. And it's really important to remember, wait, but what might my spouse be doing? They've been working really hard all day too, just in a different way. And compassion, I think, is really important when it comes to parenting. Yeah. That's not my best piece of marriage advice. I don't have a best piece, but. Yeah. And that's not to invalidate like your own, um, your own experience and where if oh, it's yeah. like, I mean, you, you can, you can hold, both things can yeah, be true. It's you can be like, <laughs> okay, I am, I am done doing dishes. <laughs> And also, you know, I understand that my spouse is stressed in a different way. However, I can't do dishes again for <laughs> a day or two, you know, so let's figure. And that's where going back to earlier, like you talk about it, you say, this is what I need. I am at my max in this particular way. Is there some, let's switch something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's do something different. You know, let's, let's figure this out, but it's gotta be, it is like team problem solving all the time. And the problem you're solving is often yourself and each other, you know, like it's this, it's this like a constantly shifting, you know, what do you need? What do I need? Okay. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, last question. Last question. There's a couple more. So I'll quick fire these ones, but I think they'll be helpful. Okay. Not the last question. I've been overridden. <laughs> uh, mom talk. Mom talk. Mom's in charge. No, because I know these will be quick answers. Okay. Question somebody said, something I really struggled and still do at times is identity. Motherhood can be all-consuming, but we are also our own people too. How do you rediscover yourself in motherhood? Okay, so my thought on this was that I think it's easy to feel like I lost part of myself in motherhood, but I think it's important to have a little mindset pivot of actually you've just gained part of yourself. Like you didn't actually lose part of yourself. There are things now that you can't do or things that are different, but like, I don't think we actually lose parts of ourself. I think we've just gained like new limbs of ourself. And there will be a season where you will probably get to go back and experience those old parts of yourself that you lost, quote unquote. Now is just not the season. Like this is the season to embrace these new limbs <laughs> that you have. And just remember like, no, you're a whole being and you haven't lost yourself. And it's okay if some parts of you are quieter and it's okay to grieve those things right now, but they're not gone. And like this season is so, it's so beautiful. Like, ugh. I just feel like there's so much around parenting that's negative and I just feel so sad about that because it's such a precious season and it's such a gift. And so just remembering like, no, it's okay. You haven't lost anything. She's still there. She's just not in the front row seat right now. Yeah. So yeah. that's how I'm going to answer that one. Yeah. And oh. my, my tiny two cents would be if there's like, if, if you're feeling that, that sense of, um, my identity is lost. I feel like that's usually born out of stress or there's, mm, there's this true. sense of expectation that's on you. So you're doing things that you don't want to be doing, or you're feeling like you're doing all this stuff and you're doing too much. And I would encourage you to think like you probably are there's you probably you might be doing a little too much and maybe asking yourself am i doing anything that somebody else is telling me to do that i don't actually believe in you know like check in with your own intuition and be like is this sustainable and if it's not something needs to change you know and um and it it can probably be simpler than um how things can probably be simpler than how they are right now for you. We've experienced that a lot where it's like, 
okay, this, why are we doing this to ourselves? We mm. can just do it this way. And it's so much easier. Why did we think we had to do it that other way? Oh, because we had this belief, this society or a parent or some Instagram account, whatever, um, told us we had to do it that way and we don't have to. So anyway, all right. That's my, my piece on the mom talks. Um, okay. Another question. How to get This is like a mom talk 0.5 plus dad. Uh, how to get your little one to eat a well-balanced meal when they are picking and refusing to eat anything. Okay, this will be the last question because this is just a practical one. First of all, kids are just picky and they go through seasons. And sometimes Beckett only wants to eat a pile of white rice. And then the next day he's like eating broccoli with Dijon mustard. So I think one, that's okay. And that's totally normal. Um, and I think in different seasons, different things are going to work and then they're going to stop working. Like I thought I had like solved all the mom problems when Beckett was drinking smoothies like six months ago. And I was like, this is great. This is how we get all the good stuff in. And then he's stopped one day. Just like, I, I want nothing to do with that. So, um, kids change and I think we can trust them. And their little bodies um, to some degree, of course. But um, I would say like keep trying new things and keep trying old things too. Like every night I will put a little bit of vegetables on his plate and some nights he'll eat it and some nights he won't. But sometimes I'll look down and be like, oh my goodness, he ate all of his broccoli, you know? So just like keep putting those things on the plate. Even if he didn't eat it one night, they might eat it the next night. Um, currently something he loves just in terms of like ideas, maybe for getting things into your kid's diet as an integrative health coach. Um, I really love making him smoothie popsicles. So I'll make a blender full of like bananas and nut butter and soy milk and hemp seeds and spinach. And I'll blend it all up and I'll pour it into silicone molds, which I can link that below like these popsicles. And he will eat like one to four of those every day. Um, he loves popsicles right he now. He loves them. Yeah. By the time this podcast goes live, he could be over it, but he's really enjoyed them. But he won't, he doesn't like smoothies, but I figured out he likes popsicles. So if, if it's frozen, it works. So sometimes it's about like literally changing the shape or the texture. He won't eat pancakes, but if they're cut in little like heart shapes, he'll eat them. So <laughs> change it up. Um, and let's see, for Beckett, just like, kind of a day in the life. He doesn't eat. Um, I don't give him like a different dinner every night. He kind of gets the same charcuterie board every night and then he chooses, but I always have a variety on there of like, there's tofu, there's potatoes, there's ketchup that he can dip it in. And then there's always like some noodles with a peanut butter sauce that he loves. And then there's always a couple little veggies on there, a popsicle on the side. Um, and that works well for us because he feels like he has the autonomy of choosing what he wants. Most nights he eats all of it, but some nights he just doesn't eat any of it. So I think that can be helpful if you give them like a variety of things that they can choose from. And don't stress that like they need to be eating something different every night because as long as it's well-rounded, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, that's going to be, those would be my ideas. Yeah. Sauces. But that might be Beckett. Beckett, lo if you add a sauce, he will eat it. Like it's all about the sauces. He won't eat noodles, but you add a sauce, he'll eat it. He won't eat broccoli, add a sauce. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him eat the same dinner twice in a row though. Like like you've put you put similar things out, mm -hmm. but like like you were saying, one night he's like he'll I choose want all the noodles and then the next day it literally doesn't touch noodles and he yeah. and he crushes his broccoli. Like the other whatever. night he ate right. so much rice. And then like tonight, so I put more rice on his plate tonight. He didn't want any of it. Yeah, he didn't touch it. Yeah. So funny. And then got pissed when Oakley ate it off the floor. Well, <laughs> it's because nobody likes when your brother eats your food, even if you don't want it. It's like, that was mine. I don't care if I wasn't going to eat it. It was still mine. All right. Well, hopefully that was insightful or interesting yes. in some way. Yes. And to tease the next episode of oh. this, I think the, the next mom talks will be a fitness and health for moms. Oh, uh, that topic. is too much pressure. People because asked questions on that and I, 
intentionally didn't want to answer them because I felt like no, I'm 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 stating it now. I'm putting you on the spot um, <laughs> for the future because um, you are so knowledgeable about it, and I think it's something that um, pretty much every mom that I've ever talked to. Um, they've had questions about that. And usually it's questions for you, you know, that I'm, I'm like passing on, you know, to you. So I think, yeah, like, how do I, you know, how do I, as a mom, keep myself healthy mm -hmm. and can I exercise? What exercises can I do? Like if I'm pregnant or after pregnancy, all that stuff. And there's, there's a lot of, um, of confusion. And obviously you've got the whole health industry, mm -hmm. you know, mixing that up, to, you know, and the, the, um, diet culture, you know, all those unhelpful messages that get thrown in there too, along with everything else that moms get thrown at them. So okay. anyway, I'm challenge accepted. Yes. That's I've also gotten to coach quite a few like postpartum moms. And so I feel like I can, I can speak into that too. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, so how can we apply the core content and discussion uh, today to our heart, health, and home? I think the takeaway is keep, like, stick with your intuition and tune into that as much as you can. And if you feel like you have no intuition because your brain is fried, take some time to just ask yourself, what do I really think the right thing to do in this situation is as much as you can tune out. Hi, Oakley. Well, wow, he sounds like he's wearing tap shoes. Um, yeah, as much as you can tune out all of the noise of the should list that society puts on us as moms and just ask yourself, what do I feel like is is the right thing for my child and for myself? And now he's drinking water. <laughs> The grand finale, we bring in the other animal. The other dog drinking water as we All finish right. this out. That's the takeaway. What do you think? I think it's great. I think it's great. I love it. Stick to your guns, moms. I think that's what I said in the last takeaway for moms. I just feel like that's so important. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Whimsy and delight. What have we been enjoying lately? And uh, what's the best thing we've eaten lately? And that'll close us out for today. It's important to... Just as a reminder, important to to focus on on the the whimsy, the things that that lighten up our days. Things are the days that can feel long and hard sometimes. And having this is like kind of a our our own version of a gratitude practice, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's just fun to plan whimsy in your day. We think that's really important. So. We like to end the episodes with that. So what have you been enjoying lately? I have been enjoying, this is a random one, but I have, I changed the dish soap and the laundry soap that we use to a brand called Puracy. I'll link it below, but it has a really good rating on the EWG app. The one I was using changed their formula and now they're rating really poorly. So I had to find something new. Anyways, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm happy that I found something that's working well and that is has good non-toxic ingredients. Amazing. Best thing I've eaten lately is that for Valentine's Day, one of the things Stephen got me was five packages of Justin's peanut butter cups. And they're my favorite. And I've thoroughly been enjoying them. There were two in each package. So there's 10 total because we've been married for 10 years. Thoughtful. There you go. Uh, I love it. I love it. About you. Let's see. Um, I've been enjoying watching our seedlings uh, grow. Oh, that's been stressing me out. Has it? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. They're dude. not all sprouting and they're not thriving. Well, <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. The, I know, but I'm looking at it that the classes have empty. Some of them <laughs> are have not sprouted yet. And it's the first time trying to sprout them inside in this house with this setup. Yeah, we don't so usually do starts. Yeah. Seed starts. Yeah, we, we don't um, usually. Well, and you're trying, you're doing some flowers this yeah. year. I'm starting some veggies inside as well. But um, yeah, a lot of times I'll get starts from somewhere else or I'll direct seed mm -hmm. um, in the garden bed. But that didn't really work well last year. 
and um, and I felt like I needed to start them inside. So we're trying it this year, and we we've had some successes. I mean, you're right. Some of it's going really well. Yeah, I would say like over half are doing really well. Yeah, and you're there, right. You're there right. are some that haven't popped up for some reason. So we're just trying to figure that out. But um, but back to my. Whimsy. I know I just downed on Jeez. I just rained on your parade. I don't know why it's been just been in, making me a little I've been enjoying upset. seeing the little seedlings come to life and I see the little cabbage leaves, you know. The cabbage is thriving, isn't and it? And the chard and whatnot. So um it's something Becca and I do every morning. We come out and we go, all right, go turn on the grow lights and he runs over and turns them on and that blinds us for the rest of the day because the, the these awful. three fluorescent <laughs> we you know, can't shop figure out where to put it that it's not an ice in our living or our dining room it's so aggressive just like ah. it's worth it and for some cabbage. reason every time i come out of my office and i turn right my eyes are like at that level and so i walk out like into the grow the, light the grow lights like why am i looking right there Anyway, so that's what I've been enjoying lately. Uh, best thing I've eaten lately is probably your brownies. You just made some mm -hmm. of uh, some of your. It's famous actually my brownies. mom's recipe, yeah, your, so your it's her famous. Your mom's famous brownies, veganified. If you know my mom's brownies, you know they're so good. They're they are very specific. Yeah. You know, because I grew up with a different type of brownie and cooking and all that stuff. So this is definitely, it's a departure from like a the brownies. It's like a fudgy brownie, not yeah. a cakey brownie. Yeah. And the, the frosting is really unique, but they are, they're so good. Um, so I've been really enjoying having That's actually really, those little that, livers. Those really good. Yep. 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 Um, you listener, what have you been enjoying lately? And what is the favorite thing that you've eaten lately? That was awkward for me to say for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What is the favorite uh, eating thing you've been? Oh man, yeah. Uh, what's the best thing you've eaten lately? <laughs> Basically, um, but that's it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for submitting your questions. If you have any follow up questions, you know where to find us. Shoot Christina a DM. Slide into those DMs. Let us know if you want a dad Q and A. Yeah. Any any dad any dad questions. Um, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the the message that I got from a listener from last time. <laughs> it's like happy and sad news, yeah, but it wasn't I got, plural. I got one. I got somebody talk to me. Um, thank you. You know who you are. Um, it meant a lot to me. It was super fun. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't. We don't know what our exact next episode will be, but there will be a mom nutrition and health episode coming soon. Mm -hmm. um, you can support the podcast for five dollars a month; it helps us offset some of the costs, and you get access to a vault of past content and our weekly intention worksheet, which is, I think, one of the greatest weekly rhythms that you could start doing um, with wow. you and with your partner or your spouse. And uh, it's a really, really good. Maybe rhythm. for some episode, we should go through and answer that do live it. time. Yeah, that's a good one. That would be. That's a good idea. An ins a really insightful peek into our life. Oh yeah. We will absolutely do that in the future. Stay tuned. Um, all right, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time under the willow tree. Bye. Bye. Welcome, my dear, to the endless summer. Welcome, my dear, to eternity.